Welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. strong in the year? How do you finish strong in anything you're doing? How do you finish strong in anything that you start? How do you finish strong in anything that you put your hands to do? How do you finish strong? How do you finish strong? How do you finish strong? How do you end it well? How, how do you um, um, persevere and, and stay and, and maintain that focus and finish strong? Funny enough, the first thing I wrote down was joy joy. You never let your joy go away. You never let anything take away your joy. You never, never allow anything to take away your joy. The Bible says if you faint in the day of adversity, it means your strength is small. If it didn't say the problem is big, it means your strength is small. It means that for you to uh, have strength, for you to overcome in the day of adversity, you need to have strength. And the Bible says that with, with joy, we draw from the wells of salvation. With joy, we draw from the wells of salvation. And it says what? The joy of the Lord is my strength. So when adversity come and I fail, it doesn't mean the adversity is big. It means that my strength is small. And when my strength is small, it means that my joy is small. Because the strength, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Is your strength. So when adversity comes and you don't have strength, it means there is no joy there. And when there is no joy, it means that you've not been with the Lord. It means that you have stayed away from the It means that you have left the presence of God. Because in the presence of God, there is what? Fullness of joy. So anytime you see it looks like your joy is going away, what happens? You go to his presence and get the joy feel again. So that when the adversity comes, your strength will be big. When adversity comes, you'll have enough strength to overcome. When things come and look like it's going to weigh you down, you have enough strength to overcome. So the issue then is not the strength. The issue then is the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord. The excitement of the Lord that is welling up inside of you. The joy of the Lord. So when you want to finish strong in the year, in this part of this particular uh, season, a lot of people start to reminisce and think, what has happened to me from January up until now? What has happened in February? Look at my life. Where, have it, where has it been? Like my pastor would say, why is my life like this? You know, I'm beginning to think different things. But the joy of the Lord is my strength. I may not be where I want to be, but I'm not where I used to be. I have moved. So rather than begin to think about the things that I didn't accomplish, I begin to look at the little things that I accomplished and the good things that God has done for me. The great things that he has done through me. The lives that I've touched. Maybe one, maybe two. But every good thing that God has done through me. And then I draw strength from there. And then I'm joyful. I'm thankful. And I rejoice and I laugh and I dance and sing. Not because I have it all, but because I have him that has it all. 
So I draw strength from that. I draw strength from that. Joel chapter 1 verse 12. It said the grapes vine have dried up and the fig trees have weeded. The pomegranate tree, palm trees and the apple trees. All the fruit trees have dried up. It says and the people's joy has dried up with them. And the people's joy has dried up with them. So when your joy has completely dried up, you begin to see that everything around begins to dry up. But when your joy is full and you're excited and not allowing anything come to you that will get to you and make you moody or depressed, things begin to align and they begin to put themselves in proper perspective. Why? Your joy is full. Your joy is full. So this season, whatever people are saying, don't let them get to you. Don't let their talk get to you. Don't let their, their bad news get to you. Don't let the things that they are saying get to you. Whether or not the economy is working or the economy is not working, it's none of your business. You run by another economy. You run by a different kind of economy. You run by a different kind of system. That's your heritage. So you stay full of joy at every point in time. The things that will come, that will pass for depression, that will make things, uh, make you look at things and begin to get depressed or begin to get worried, you stay away from them. Why? You guard your heart with all diligence because out of it are the issues of life. You guard it. You, you protect it. You keep that joy. You make sure by all means you keep that joy. No one steals your joy. Glory to God. No one steals your joy. The second thing is that you leverage network and relationships. You leverage God has put us in a place where we have people all around us. People all around us. Different relationships, different networks, different connections. Luke chapter 5 verse 7. It says, a shout for help brought their partners in the other boat. And soon both boats were filled with the fish, even to the verge of sinking. Yes, they went out to fish. Yes, they went out to, to, um, to do their business. But there are certain things you will do in this season. I was saying on Wednesday that could it be the reason that you're not, you're not, uh, um, some kind of certain kind of people are not, um, you're not getting their attention. Could it be that you're not doing something big enough to catch their attention? Could it be you're not embarking on enough on a big project so that you can, you know, there's a project you you'll embark on, you will get Dangote's attention. There's a project you'll embark on. That Oterola will hear about it. There's a project you'll embark on that you will get Bill Gates' attention. So sometimes it could be that what we're doing, we're not getting the attention of the right people. Because the people that God has placed around us or the, the next level that God wants for us might be bigger than where we think we are, might be bigger than where we are presently. So God is expecting us to take giant steps and leap of faith so that we can attract the right set of people. So that we can attract the right set of... There are certain things we do that we have to... You just need that little step of faith. Just little step of faith. Little step of faith. I have a friend who... Um, he, 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 he was staying in a, in a, in a three-bedroom... Um, one time and then he, he began to tell me that uh, he, he, he thinks he needs to move into a duplex. He thinks he needs to move into a duplex. He thinks he, he kept saying it. I think I need to move into a duplex. He didn't have the money but he kept saying I think I need to move into a duplex because my business is expanding. I'm, I'm foreseeing that I'll get more clients. I'm foreseeing that I need to get a place where uh, clients will come and he kept talking like that for one year. He kept 
talking like that and talking like that and talking like that then one day he called me he said he had, he had, he had gone to see a, a property somewhere in GRA they had negotiated it was going to cost XYZ amount of money no sometimes the dreams ahead of us we don't go to find out the land we don't go to check how much does it cost we don't go to check okay if I if I want to move into this apartment now how much is it okay let me even go there. Okay, this is the apartment. Okay, good. How many rooms? Say it's three bedroom. Okay. How come this one doesn't have toilet? And this one has, no, I don't like it. You decide. It's not your money that decides. It's you that decide. After you have decided and it has formed well in your heart. Formed so well in your heart that you are sleeping at night is there. You are waking and the morning is there. All that you see is there. So my friend kept talking about it. He would call me on the phone and say, Joey, Joe, you know what? Um, he's on this house. Um, he, he spoke with the agent. He sends me the picture. I look at it. We talk about it. I say, okay, this is what I don't like about the house. Or this is what I like about the location. He didn't have the money. But he knew that the next level for him was a duplex. So he kept at it and kept at it and kept at it. I think after over a year or so, suddenly he saw one. He still didn't have the money. And then, what, do we, what, does, what, what should he do? He said, okay, you know what? I'll go talk to them. He went to talk to them, negotiated, and said, you know what? How much is the place? They said it's cost about um, two million or so a year or something. I can't remember the figure right now. And he said, okay, you know what? I'm going to pay you this amount. I'm going to pay you this amount. And so and so time, I pay you this amount because I want to do X, Y, Z. He negotiated the whole thing and then they said, okay, you know what? We'll give it to you. And they gave it to him and he paid the first amount and the next money now is the money to move in and to start doing the things. There is no money anywhere. There's only money in your heart and your spirit. As much as you can draw, it comes. As much as you can pull, it comes. As much as you can command in the atmosphere, it comes. It's currency, it flows. It gravitates towards the people that need it for what they need it for. It gravitates. So he said, okay, you know what? And then he called, he called, he called his brother, called this other person and said, can I get a million from you? This person said, okay, I, I have one million that I was, I was supposed to use for something in about two months time. He said, oh, okay, I'll give it to you. This person said, okay, I have one 500,000 and then he got all the money together and then went ahead. He paid back his debt. So not like he wanted the money and then he, he wouldn't pay. No, because he knew that ah, by the time I do this and do this, this business, and then, and then he paid back. And then he moved into the apartment. You, we need people. We need people. We need people. Luke chapter 5 and verse, seven, verse 18. It says, some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. They tried to take him inside to Jesus, but they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. So they went up to the roof and took off some of the tiles. Then they lowered the sick man to his mat down to the ground right in front of Jesus. Imagine if that guy didn't have friends. He didn't have partners. There's certain things you can't accomplish alone. You can't accomplish it alone. This same friend of mine has been trying uh, for, for, for a while to, to break into the international market. And I, I told him, I said, guy, you know what? For you to break into the international market, you need partners. You can't do this thing alone. You've been running it for years, but right now you need partners. So he began to think, okay, how can I get partners? What kind of partners do I get? And then boom, it struck him. He could partner with 
MasterCard. He could partner with Visa card. He could partner with um, InterSwitch. And he began to find out their partnership and here and there. And today, he has partnered with all of them. So that he can do, do business internationally. So there are certain levels you want to cross. You cannot cross alone. You will need partners. And your partners need to know that your vision is worthy of their money. They need to know that what you carry is worth their investment. They need to know that what you are, what you are looking at, the vision ahead of you, is worth something they can invest in. So he called, if this guy didn't have friends, he would have died a paralytic man. But his partners believed in him. They believed that, hey, if we can get this guy to Jesus, he will be healed. And guess what happened? He said, in verse 20, he said, seeing their faith, Jesus said to the man, young man, your sins are forgiven you. What was the faith? The faith was the fact that they went forward. Someone was chatting with me yesterday. He said, Pastor, I, I, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do that. But I'm afraid. I said, I'm afraid too. I said, but you know what? You know the difference between me and you? I said, I do it afraid. I said, I do it afraid. He said, how? I said, yes. He said, sometimes I don't know what to preach, but I preach afraid. Sometimes I want to take a leap of faith in a project. I do it afraid. He said, it's not everything that I'm bold to do. No. That there is fear does not mean I shouldn't do it. I do it in spite of the fear. So I do it afraid. Who will know that I'm afraid? I'm the only one that knows. But by the time I'm doing it, you think I'm bold. Yeah. This guy is bold though. No. He's do inside he's shaking. But he's talking. He's doing it afraid. So fear should not stop you from embarking on anything at all. Whatsoever. Nothing. Fear shouldn't stop you. So you do it afraid. The third thing is that you anticipate a breakthrough. You anticipate, expect. There's always an opportunity in every adversity. There's always anticipate a breakthrough. Never get to the point in your life where you say this, I'm finished. No. Anticipate a breakthrough. Anticipate that something good will come out of it. Whatever the circumstance, whatever the situation, anticipate that something good will come out of it. That there will be a better experience. That there will, be a, there will be something good that will come out of this thing. Anticipate a breakthrough. Anticipate. Those friends, when they lowered him down, they were anticipating a miracle. They were anticipating that something good will come out. That this man will walk again. That's why they went the extra mile. Sometimes we don't go the extra mile because we really don't believe our dreams. We ourselves don't believe our dreams. So we don't go all the extra mile. No, we don't. We don't believe that it will work. We just want to try and see. Maybe, maybe that will happen. I see some people, some people when they apply, I've, I've seen it many, many times in, in Lagos when I was pastoring. Some people try to apply for a job. And they apply for the job not even believing themselves that it will work. If you know what that means. Not even believing. So they just, let's just do it. No. You don't do your vision and dreams like that. No. You anticipate a breakthrough. You expect. It may not come from that source, but you anticipate. You anticipate. It may not come from that direction, but you anticipate. You are expectant. There's something about an expectant heart. There's something about someone that is 
looking and expecting. Good always come to that person. When your neck is stretched out and expecting good, irrespective of what happens to you now, you're always expecting something good. So anticipate a breakthrough. The fourth thing is that you rest in the Holy Spirit. You rest in the Holy Spirit. You rest. Know that the the Lord God Almighty is your strength and is your source. You rest in the confidence that the Holy Spirit brings. The Bible says he's our comforter. He's our strengthener. He's our advocate. He's our help. So you rest in the Holy Ghost. And then the fifth one is that you hold on to prophecies. You hold on to God's word. What are the prophecies that have gone ahead of you? You hold on to it. What has God said to you? You hold on to it. Why? He cannot lie. He cannot lie. Certain things may delay, but God cannot lie. That's the honest truth. He can't lie. I don't know what God has spoken to you. But whatever he has spoken to you, I'm here to tell you he can't lie. If he has spoken it to you, it's the truth. And then he asks the pastor, why is he delaying? I don't know. But I know he cannot lie. If I know why he's delaying, I will tell you. But I don't know. But if you ask him, he'll probably tell you. Maybe there's a wisdom you need to apply somewhere. Maybe there's someone you just need to pick a phone and call. It's just, I don't know. But God cannot lie. So what I do, I don't bother myself finding out what's going on around me. I, I go and ask him, what's your plan for me? If he tells me my plan, this is the plan I have for you. I rest in it. Then when it's not, it's not showing for the asking, Father God, what's happening? And he says, ah, you've been a bad boy. You. That person you offended since. He's your helper. I say, ah, I'll go and meet him. My you know, so you call and make amends or mend the relationship or whatever it is whatever you need to do you just do it why because you heard god's word all right so you hold on to prophecies whatever prophecies that have gone ahead of you in this season there are three prophecies i wrote down here divine opportunities supernatural remembrance and new chapter rise to your feet now when god when when dr catherine supernatural has declared these things he said it's a season of divine opportunities it's a season of new chapter it's a season of supernatural remembrance these are prophecies that have gone ahead of us that have been spoken over our lives. So you hold on to those words. You hold on to those pro prophecies. And you begin to expect. You begin to look forward to good things. Your arm is stretched out. Ready to receive. Your expectation is high. Irrespective of what is happening. Many times. We cut short the cycle of what God is doing in our lives. Many, many times. Many, many times. And then the cycle begins to repeat itself. But guess what? Our God is a faithful God. He's a very, very faithful God. He's a very, very faithful God. My prayer, lift up your hands. My prayer for you this morning is that you may not be right now where you want to be. But by the mercy of God, He will lead you irrespective. Irrespective of your errors. Irrespective of your mistakes. Irrespective of your past, irrespective of the things that you think are holding you down, irrespective God will bring you to the place that he has planned for you I say God will bring you to the place he has planned for you God will bring you to the place he has planned for you Satan will not rob you of the joy of tomorrow Satan will not rob you of the joy of tomorrow because of the pain of the past because of the mistakes of the past in the name of Jesus I pray for you that in this season the hand of God will be stretched out towards you in the name of Jesus. I pray for you that in this season 
your joy will be full in the name of Jesus every good thing that heaven has marked out for you I decree over you comes to you in the name of Jesus I decree over you lift up your hands that every blessing in the heavenly places that the God of heaven has marked out for you this season they come to you in the name of Jesus every strength you need to take over the land take over the territories that God has placed in your heart receive that strength now in the name of Jesus I decree over you lift up your hands to heaven that power of wisdom strength knowledge understanding that you need every kind of resource that you need this season to be all that God has created you to be they come to you in the name of Jesus I decree over you no more depression in the name of Jesus I decree over you no more depression in the name of Jesus I say you have a sound mind in the name of Jesus every plan of Satan to take away your mind and your sanity I curse it in the name of Jesus I decree over you you will decree a thing it will come to pass in the name of Jesus every word that God has spoken to you is secret every promise he has made to you I decree this morning in the name of Jesus Christ that they are coming to pass in the name of Jesus the strength to bet them receive it now in the name of Jesus as our father in the Lord has declared there is a season of supernatural remembrance I pray over you everyone that needs to remember you this season in any part of the world that they are hear my voice now I say be remembered in the name of Jesus as our father in the Lord has declared that is a season of divine opportunities I prophesy everywhere your opportunities are I say they locate you now in the name of Jesus I say they locate you now in the name of Jesus opportunities that you did not qualify for they locate you now in the name of Jesus opportunities that are only divine and can only be explained by divinity I said to locate you now in the name of Jesus. It says a season of new chapters. I decree every chapter of your life that needs to open up afresh by the mercy of God, it opens up now in the name of Jesus. I say it opens up now in the name of Jesus. It's a new chapter for you. It's a new season for you. It's a new experience for you in the name of Jesus Christ. Lift up your hands and rejoice and give him praise. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.